0: Brothers and sisters, first of all, praises be to our loving Abba. But we are again gathered together to worship him and his beloved son. So we will continue with our Bible history project, and tonight we will take specific focus on Yahushua's Passover. Now, for those who do not yet know, uh, we are planning to celebrate Yahushua's Passover this coming March 27. Now, what is this all about? Well, we're going to be discussing in our Bible History Project lesson for tonight, the five W's and one H concerning Yahusha's Passover. What am I talking about? We're going to discuss the what, the when, the who, the where, the how, the why, concerning Yahusha's Passover. This way, we will be fully prepared for our upcoming celebration and commemoration of the death and suffering of Yahusha, our king. So let's begin with the question, what? What is Yahusha's Passover all about? Let's turn to the book of Mark 14, verse 12. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, Yahusha's disciples ask him, where do you want us to go to prepare the Passover meal For you. If you still remember the festivals of Yahuwah, there's the Passover, which is followed by the Feast of Unleavened Bread. They basically coincide together, they flow from one to the other. And so it begins with the Passover, continues with the festivals of Unleavened Bread. And so, what happened as the people of God, the people of Israel, were preparing for the celebration of? The Passover. The disciples of Yahusha approached him and asked him, Where do you want us to go and prepare the Passover meal for you? And so Yahushua is going to partake a Passover meal together with his disciples. When he had that Passover meal, at the same time, he established, he instituted Yahusha's Passover, his Passover now what does that mean for us to understand what the Passover is all about let's turn to the book of Exodus 12 1 to 2 while well, the Israelites were still in the land of Egypt Yahuwah gave the following instructions to Moses and Aaron from now on this month will be the first month of the year for you so even before exiting Egypt Yahuwah God had plans For his people Israel. Remember, they entered Egypt as a family and they're about to leave as a nation. And so, even before they left Egypt, Yahuwah God gave an instruction to Moses to change their calendar. And so, Yahuwah God tells them this month, which happened to be the seventh month, will be the first month of the year for you. And so they were not they were still in Egypt when Yahweh God gave this command and so this was around March end of March early April that was the 7th month in the civil calendar. Yahweh God says, "No, this month is going to be now the first month for you." So that time frame of March to April now became the first month for the people Of Israel, you know, Yahuwah God is up to something. And so after this, Israel basically had two calendars, the civil calendar and the religious calendar. Now, why did Yahuwah God do this? Why did he prepare the exit or the exodus of his people Israel from Egypt by changing the calendar, making the seventh month into the first month? Let's read Exodus 12, 3 down to 6. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth day of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of persons, according to each man's need. You shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it under the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. And so why did Yehovah God instruct Moses uh, to make the current month, which was around April, to be the first month? That's because it was going to mark a new beginning for the people of Israel. And so to prepare them for this, Yahuwah gave instruction concerning a lamb, right? What did he instruct his people? Each household, each family, the household um, head or leader is going to prepare a lamb. But if the lamb is too big, he, he can invite his neighbor. And so when they celebrated the Passover during the days of Israel, it, could have been, it was by household. And they also could have brought others in with them to celebrate the Passover. And so the Bible says each household will get a lamb according to the number in their household. And the Bible, I mean, Yahuwah God, being an understanding father, an understanding God, there are times when someone cannot afford a lamb. So a goat is also sometimes available. And so we can see that Yehovah God was flexible on that part. A goat could have been chosen instead of a lamb. And so when were they to select the lamb? On the 10th day. And what will happen on the 14th day of the same month at twilight? They are to kill the lamb. So all of the households of the people of Israel at twilight On the 14th day, simultaneously, the assembly of the congregation, all of them together, right, collectively, in each separate household, what will they do? They will slaughter the lamb. And after they slaughter the lamb, what special instruction does Jehovah God give to each of them? Exodus 12, verse 7, they are to take some of the blood and smear it on the sides And top of the door frames of the houses where they eat the animal. What also will they do? What other special instruction did Yahuwah God give to his people Israel? After slaughtering the animal, the blood is to be smeared on the sides and also on the top of the door frames. Why was this? We'll find out later on. But as they are to smear the blood on the tops, of the door frames and on the side, the, it must be the house where they will eat the animal. And this was part of the Passover meal. What was in the menu of the Passover meal? Well, 3, 12, 8 to 10? That same night, they must roast the meat over a fire and eat it along with bitter salad greens and bread without, made without yeast. Do not eat any of the meat raw or boiled in water. The whole animal, including the head, legs, and internal organs, must be roasted over a fire. Do not leave any of it until the next morning. Burn whatever is not eaten before morning. These are your instructions for eating this meal. Be fully dressed, wear your sandals, and carry out your walking stick in your hand. Eat the meal with urgency, for this is was Passover. And so what was included in the Passover meal of Yahuwah's Passover? The meal included the roasted meat. So it got protein, right? It also included salad, bitter salad greens. What else? Bread made without yeast. That was the menu that they followed in celebrating the Passover, Yahuwah's Passover. How important was it that they eat um, bread that was unleavened or without yeast? Exodus 12, verse 15, for seven days, the uh, the bread you eat must be made without yeast on the first day of the festival. Remove every trace of yeast from your homes. Anyone who eats bread made without yeast or made with yeast during the seven days of the festival, will be cut off from the community of Israel. They will be excommunicated. And so this was a very big deal. They had to eat bread that was made without yeast. Or what do we call that bread? Unleavened bread. Now, what was the purpose of this ceremony and the Passover meal? Exodus 12, 12 to 13. On that night, I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn son and firstborn male animal in the land of Egypt. I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt, for I am Yahuwah. But the, blood of your, but the blood on your doorpost will serve as a sign, marking the houses where you are staying. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. This plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. What was the purpose of Yahuwah God in giving instructions pertaining to the ceremony of the Passover? It was because Yahuwah God is going to do something to set free his people, Israel. What will Yahuwah God do? He will pass over Egypt, right? And because he will execute judgment against Egypt, because the Pharaoh was stubborn, rejecting all the uh, plagues, the nine plagues, and so the 10th plague was the death of every firstborn son and firstborn male animal in the land of Egypt. That was the wrath, the judgment of God. But as he passes through Egypt, when he sees the blood on the door, on the door frames, what will he do? He will pass over judgment on that household. That's why it's called the pass over, the passing over of Yahuwah's judgment. As indicated by the blood on the door frames. What was this pointing to? The blood of Yahusha, right? And so during our time, we know this because we studied this before. Yahusha's blood protects us so that on judgment day, the judgment of Yahuwah will pass over us through Yahusha. That would be Yahusha's. Pass over through Him and by Him, the wrath of God will pass over us. How important was Yahuwah's Passover during the days of Israel? Exodus twelve fourteen. This is a day to remember each year, from generation to generation. You must celebrate it as a special festival to Yahuwah. This is a law for all time. Remember, these instructions are a permanent law that you and your descendants must observe forever. When you enter the land Yahuwah has promised to give you, you will continue to observe this ceremony. Then your children will ask, what does this ceremony mean? And you will reply, it is the Passover sacrifice to Yahuwah, for he passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt. And though he struck the Egyptians, he spared our families. When Moses had finished speaking, all the people bowed down to the ground and worshipped. How important was the Passover to Yahuwah, which is why it is so important also to the people of Israel. Yahuwah says each year from generation to generation, you must celebrate this. This is a permanent law. And what was the purpose of the celebration? so that they will remember what Yahuwah God did. And secondly, so that children will ask, why are we doing this ceremony? And then you can answer so that we can teach what Yahuwah did in passing over his judgment, liberating the people of Israel from the wrath of God. This is why it was so important to the people of Israel that they observe Yahuwah's Passover. Now, because it's a permanent law, does it apply to us during the Christian era? Well, this is what Apostle Paul says, Colossians two sixteen and 17, therefore do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, or with regard to a religious festival, including what? The Passover, right? a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. And so during the Christian era, are we obligated to observe Yahuwah's Passover? Not in letter, but in spirit. Why? Because Yahushua has fulfilled all the ordinances all the festivals, all the commands, all the rituals. And so we celebrate the Passover through him. This is why we call it now Yahushua's Passover because now we commemorate Yahuwah's Passover through Yahushua because he fulfilled all of the different ordinances. For example, how did Yahushua fulfill the Passover for us? Corinthians 5 verse 7 Get rid of the old yeast, that you may be a new batch without yeast, as you really are. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. How did Yahushua fulfill the Passover? Once and for all, when he became the Passover lamb. How did he become the Passover lamb? When he was sacrificed, when he died on The cross. And so when Yahushua was on the cross about to breathe his last, if you still remember, he said, Everything is finished. He completed the requirements of the law and the ordinances of God through the teaching of Moses. And so now he is the authority when it comes to the new covenant that Yahuwah God has. With his people. This is why Yahushua now is directing us with this Passover because it's through him that we accomplish this law. And so, what did Yahushua do when they were preparing for the meal or as they were eating the Passover meal? Let's read the book of Luke 22 14 to 20. When the time came, Yahushua. And the apostles sat down together at the table. So they were eating, right? They were eating the Passover meal. Yahushua said, I have been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And so what did Yahushua do as they were eating the Passover meal together with his disciples. Yahusha began to said something before his suffering commences. What was that? What was he establishing at that moment? What was he instituting at that moment? While they were eating the Passover meal in Matthew 26, 26 to 28, as they were eating. So they were eating the Passover meal, right? They had the, uh, the meal, the, the roasted lamb, The bread, bitter herbs, the salad. As they were eating, Yahushua took some bread and what did he do? Blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, take this and eat it for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it. For this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. And so what did Yahusha do? What did he establish? While he was eating the Passover meal with his disciples, he instituted what we now call Yahusha's Passover. Why do we call it Yahusha's Passover? That's because he instituted it during Yahuwah's Passover for the purpose of Yahuwah's anger passing over us through Yahusha, the Christ. And so when he did that, he is telling his disciples soon his blood would confirm the covenant between God and his people. This is a new covenant. This is why in Luke twenty-two fourteen to 20, after supper, he took another cup of wine, said this cup is the new covenant between God and his people an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. This is why we call it Yahusha's Passover. It was established by Yahusha. And this is what we follow as people, followers, or disciples of Yahusha our King. His Passover, which was confirmed by his blood when he died, on the cross. So that's Yahushua's Passover. But when will we commemorate it? When do we celebrate it? Well, when was the Passover? Well, let's read the book of Leviticus 23, five to six. Yahushua's Passover begins at sundown on the 14th day of the first month. On the next day, the 15th day of the month, you must begin celebrating the festival of unleavened bread. This festival to Yahuwah continues for seven days. And during that time, the bread you eat must be, must be made without. Yes. So when do we celebrate uh, Yahusha's Passover? The same date that Yahuwah's Passover was celebrated because it was instituted on that very same Passover. When is that? The 14th day of the first month, the 14th day of Nisan. And so if we translate that to the Gregorian calendar, that would be March 27, 20. 21 which is not too far from today right so we're preparing for Yehusha's Passover now are we obligated to celebrate the Yahushua's Passover on the on March 27? well there's nothing in the New Testament that tells us we are obligated to that specific time frame because the Bible says Apostle Paul says that these laws concerning the Old Testament, they been changed under the new covenant. And so we're not obligated to keep that date. However, because we are the people also of Yahuwah through Yahusha, we need to respect also the desires of Yahuwah. In other words, if it's, if it's important, if, if it was important to Yahuwah God back then, this time frame, it should also be important to us right this is how we properly honor Yahuwah yes we are we are free to celebrate the Passover of Yahusha anytime but if we really want to please Yahuwah God we also need to respect his desires that were revealed in the Old Testament this is why it's also good to study the Old Testament because there we find the character of Abba We see his preferences, his desires, and we pattern our life according to it. And so according to the Holy Scriptures, how important was this date to Yahuwah? Let's turn to the book of Numbers 9, 4 to 7. So Moses told the people to celebrate the Passover in the wilderness of Sinai at twilight on the 14th day of the month. So this was was going to be the second Passover for the people of Israel. So they're in the wilderness now. And they celebrated the festival there just as Yahuwah had commanded Moses. But some of the men had been ceremonially defiled by touching a dead body. Want to pause there for a while? If you still remember the book of Leviticus, there were some laws concerning a person who touches a dead body, whether purposely or accidentally, right? It makes them unclean, so they could not participate in the festivals of Yahuwah. And so this was... A, a problem that Moses had to deal with. Some of the men had been ceremonially filed by touching a dead body also. So, so they could not celebrate the Passover that day. They came to Moses and Aaron that day and said, we have become ceremonially unclean by touching a dead body. But why should we be preventing, uh, why should we be, we'd be prevented from presenting who offering at the proper time with the rest of the Israelites? So this was a dilemma. Moses was facing a problem that was unprecedented. So what did he do? Well, he went to ask Yahuwah. And what did he say to the people of Israel when they were inquiring from him about this unique situation? In 8 down to 12, Moses answered, wait here until I have received instructions for you from Yahuwah. This was Yahuwah's reply to Moses. Give the following instructions. To the people of Israel, if any of the people now or in the future generations are ceremonially unclean at Passover time because of touching a dead body, or if they are on a journey and cannot be present at the ceremony for some reason, maybe they're not around, they could not be with their people, They may still celebrate Yahuwah's Passover. They must offer the Passover sacrifice one month later at twilight on the 14th day of the second month. They must eat the Passover lamb at that time with bitter salad greens and bread made without yeast. So the menu stays the same. They must not leave any of the lamb until the next morning, and they must not break any of its bones. They must follow all the normal regulations concerning the Passover. However, what did Yahuwah God make very clear in no uncertain terms? Numbers 9, 13, or 14. But those who neglect to celebrate the Passover at the regular time, even though they are ceremonially clean and not away on a trip, and so it was they had no excuse. They had no valid excuse. As you can see, Yahuwah God is very understanding right he understands certain situations which may prevent a person from participating Yahuwah God is very accommodating surprisingly so but that's Yahuwah God he he's uh, wants to get everyone to participate but he also understands certain circumstances That could be valid excuses. So Yahuwah God says, okay, we'll make provisions for you. You can do it at a later time. But if you have no valid excuse, even though they are ceremonially clean and not away on a trip, will be cut off from the community of Israel. If they fail to present Yahuwah's offering at the proper time, they will suffer the consequences of their guilt. And if foreigners living among you want to celebrate the Passover to Yahuwah, must follow these same decrees and regulations the same laws apply both to native-born Israelites and to the foreigners living among you very clear and so Yahuwah God is telling us or what we can see here from Yahuwah's decision that time frame is very important to Yahuwah God so if they had no valid excuse Yahuwah God says, and they do not celebrate the Passover at the right time frame. They are to be excommunicated from the community of Israel. This shows us that he is the time frame of Passover, the 14th day of Nisan, 14th day of the first month of the Jewish religious calendar is important to Yahuwah God. Uh, having said that like what we said, we are not beholden to that. We're doing this simply because we want to show proper honor to Yahuwah God, even in Yahusha's Passover. Now, who will celebrate uh, Yahusha's Passover? Who can participate, right? Who can partake of the bread and drink from the wine? Who can do that? How about those who are not yet baptized? That's a question you get a lot, right? Can they participate in the Passover meal? Can they participate in Yahusha's Passover? Well, to give us guidance, we need to consult what Yahuwah God uh, gave as a decision Concerning those who were not Israelites. Well, this is a, a question that we need to address. Who, who can participate in Yehusha's Passover? Exodus 12, 48 to 49. If there are foreigners living among you who want to celebrate Yahuwah's Passover, let all their males be circumcised. Only then may they celebrate the Passover, which you like any native born Israelite, but no uncircumcised male may ever eat the Passover meal. This instruction applies to everyone, whether a native born Israelite or a foreigner living among you. So the question is, can, uh, who can participate in Yahusha's Passover? Well, during that time, in Yahuwah's Passover, you had to be what? Circumcised. And so before anyone can participate in Yahushua's Passover, they need to first be, what is it? What's the word? Circumcised. Wait a minute, brother. What does that mean? Are you telling us people need to be circumcised? Is that silly a religious must during our time? Let's read the book of Colossians 2, 11, 12. When you came to Christ, you were Circumcised, But not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision. The cutting away of your sinful nature. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with him you were raised to new life. Because you trusted the mighty power of God. Who raised Christ from the dead. So during our time today. Who are those who should partake? Or participate in Yahusha's Passover. What is the equivalent of being circumcised during the Christian era? Those who receive a circumcision. A spiritual circumcision. What does that mean? To be buried with Christ through baptism. This is why those who can participate and partake with us must first receive baptism. To be one with Yahusha to be incorporated into his body, to be buried with him, to be one in his death. that They can also be risen as new creatures in Yahusha Messiah. So that's the what and the who. Now the where. Where can we partake of Yahusha's Passover? Okay, well, that's the next question we're going to discuss. Let's read the book of Mark 14, 13 and 15. So Yahushua sent two of them into Jerusalem with these instructions. As you go into the city, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him. The house he enters, say to the owner, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He will take you upstairs to a large room that is already set up. That is where you should prepare our meal do we need a house of worship or a chapel to partake of the holy supper or yahushua's passover no when Yahusha was asked by his disciples where shall we have the passover meal yahushua gave him instructions you go to this place when you enter the house ask for the guest room and in the guest room you will find a large room that is already set up and so where Can we partake of Yahushua's Passover in a place that has been prepared or set up? This is why when we are preparing for Yahushua's Passover, uh, brothers and sisters, let's make sure that we prepare the place, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be a grand place, but it should be clean. It should be orderly. It should be presentable, right? In other words, it should be made manifest. It should be evident that it was set up and prepared. And so what is included in the setting up and preparation? The utensils have to be there. The, the big cup, the small couplets. What else? The juice or the wine. And so when it comes to the wine or the juice, um, some people prefer wine. Some people prefer, prefer the, the grape juice. Okay, it's up to you. And also the bread, the bread has to be already prepared. And so we sent out the video on how to prepare the bread. Brethren, maybe you can already start practicing preparing the bread because maybe this will be the first time you get to make your own bread. Isn't that nice? We get to make our own bread in preparation for Yahushua's Passover. And so let us prepare everything, the bread, the juice, the place, the utensils, everything. Must be prepared. What else? Where else can we have and partake of Yahusha's Passover? Corinthians 11, 33 to 34. So then, my friends, when you gather together to eat Yahusha's supper, wait for one another. And if any of you are hungry, you should eat at home so that you would not come under God's judgment as you meet together. As for the other matters, I will settle them when I come. So what? where else can we partake of yahusha's passover well in a gathering or in an assembly where we meet together yes we can do it in our own home right but during the time of the early yahushans or yahushaim they often would meet together in a certain place okay maybe a larger home maybe in an inn Maybe they have a, a bigger place because back then it was common for households to get together and have a bigger assembly, a bigger group, not just the household. Because part of the purpose of the celebration of Yehusha's Passover was to emphasize the unity of the brethren. And this is one of the aims and goals of that meal this is why during the time of the apostle paul many of those who follow yahushua they met together as an assembly to partake of yahushua's passover uh hopefully next year we can do uh bigger gatherings right but at the moment because of covid i'm sure yahuwah abba is going to understand our situation right so we are still meeting together but online yet there are some families who are meeting together with other family members that's okay just make sure that we account for uh the covid protocols okay so back then it was common to meet together as groups of households to participate in yahushua's passover okay all right so that's the where now the big part how how do we partake of Yahushua's Passover? How was it done uh, during those days? Let's read uh, the book of Corinthians eleven twenty-one 21 to 22. For some of you hurry to eat your own meal without sharing with others. As a result, some go hungry while others get drunk. What? Don't you have your own homes for eating and drinking? Or do you really want to disgrace God's church and shame the poor? What am I supposed to say? Do you want me to praise you? Well, I certainly will not praise you for this. Apostle Paul was actually criticizing uh, the Corinthian assembly or church because of how they practice the Lord's Supper or Yahusha's Supper. What was the criticism of Apostle Paul? Well, he said that uh, there was disagreements happening when they were partaking of their own meal. Wait a minute. What does that mean that they eat their own meal? There's something we need to understand about the Passover. Remember when Yahusha established, the, uh, established Yahusha's Passover, the, the Lord's Supper, right? When did he do it? It was during the Passover meal. In that Passover meal, it was complete. They had the meat, the salad, and the bread, right? And then he added something. What was that? It was the ceremony confirming and commemorating the new covenant. You see, after Yahushua ascended to heaven, and the apostles and the brethren began to participate in Yahushua's Passover or the Lord's Supper, it had two stages. There was a communal meal, right? A communal meal, which was a regular meal, a Passover meal. And also a part that is worship, a worship meal, which was the, pass, the uh, Yehushas Passover. Do you get it? There was a regular meal and there was the worship meal. What was this communal meal called? Jude 1.12, when these people eat with you in your fellowship meals, commemorating the Lord's love. And so there was a what is called fellowship meals. And its purpose was to strengthen the fellowship or the relationships among the brethren. Which is why we mentioned a while ago, one of the aims and purposes of Yahusha's Passover was to strengthen the brotherhood inside the kahal or in the assembly so these fellowship meals would be like what we now call a potluck right when we bring food and all of us share each other's food and so apostle paul was criticizing because the purpose of the fellowship meal was not being realized because there were people who were eating their own food Without really connecting with others, so the purpose of the fellowship was not being fulfilled, so that was one aspect of the, uh, the Passover. However, during our time during the COVID, the COVID era, of course, we cannot have these fellowship meals, but what is more important, most important is that we have the worship meal right what was that which is what we are preparing for, the more vital part. Yeah, we can have the fellowship meals. We can have the potluck afterwards, that's good. But this by far is the most important aspect. What is that? What is that worship meal? Matthew 26, 26, as they were eating. So Yahushua was eating, right? He was participating with the other disciples in the Passover meal. As they were eating, uh, Yahushua uh, took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, take this and eat it, for this is my body. And so this is what we're going to do when we participate in the Lord's Supper. We will have one bread that has, then we will bless the bread by prayer. So we'll have one bread. We'll pray for the bread, and then we'll break it into pieces, and then we'll give it to the participants so the bread that has been blessed and broken will be given to those who will participate because the bible says yahushua says take this and eat it for this is my body and so part of the how of uh, the implementation of yahushua's passover is the eating of bread okay all right Uh, What was the purpose of the one bread? Corinthians 10, 17, 18. And though we are many, we shall eat from one loaf of bread, showing that we are one body. Think about the people of Israel. Weren't they united by eating the sacrifices at the altar? So what was the purpose of the one bread? It is to show that we belong to one body. Now, when we say one bread, what does that mean? One bread for the entire assembly? All over the world? Of course not. It is one bread for each place where the supper is to be conducted. Remember during the days of Israel when they had the Passover lamb prepared? What was the instruction from Yehovah God? Yes, you can bring other your neighbors there. But there's only one lamb for all of you in that one household or inside that house that's been smeared by the blood from the lamb, and so the same protocol follows. In one place where we are to partake of Yehusha's Passover, we have we are to have one bread. This is why the one who is in charge of making sure all of this is taking place is the head of the household, the leader of that place. Could be the elder, right? But we need to also understand that he must be. Because uh, if he must be capable, right? In other words, because sometimes our our elders can be too old, maybe, (laughs) right? So they have to be able to serve and prepare the Passover meal. And so they are the ones in charge to make sure everything's prepared, to distribute the bread according to how many participants, to distribute the, the couplets according to how many participants, So it is done orderly uh, in an orderly manner. So that's, we're going to eat bread. What else are we going to do? How else are we going to implement Yahushua's Passover? Matthew 26, 27. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it. And so we will have a cup of wine. Before we used to have a chalice. It doesn't have to be that big. Okay, the chalice is just good enough. Uh, maybe you can put it in a nice container that's presentable, right? And you have like six cups if you have six participants. And you pour. Uh, after it has been blessed, we pray again for, the, for the, uh, the wine. Or in some instances, juice. If you are unable to drink wine, you can have uh, the juice. So we pray for it. And then after we pray, We all drink simultaneously, right? To show our unity. The purpose of the bread and the wine is eating just from one loaf and drinking from just one cup. is also to show our unity with each other as we have fellowship with Yahushua HaMashiach. And so we will have the eating of bread, the drinking from the cup. That is what we do when we partake of the Lord's Supper. However two important aspects of celebrating and commemorating Yahusha's Passover that we must also emphasize brethren are the following preaching of the word of god and Him singing oh my gosh who spelled hymns is that how you spell hymn jenna there's a missing letter there and yeah. I never, never see oh my goodness who is the uh the spell checker. So we need preaching of the word of God and we need him singing. Why? Why do we need him singing? Why do we need preaching? All right. So we go to the why part of Yahushua's Passover. This is the last part of our asking of questions concerning this celebration, and commemoration of the Passover. So why? Why do we need that? Let's read Corinthians 11, 23, 25. For I received from the Lord the teaching that I passed on to you. That the Lord, Yahushua, on the night he was betrayed, took a piece of bread, gave thanks to God, broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in memory of me. The same way after supper, he took the cup and said, this is the cup. Uh, This cup is God's new covenant sealed with my blood. Whenever you drink it, do so in memory of me. So why are we partaking of Yahushua's Passover? What is its purpose? The Lord's Supper. Its purpose is to remember who Yahusha. How are we going to remember Yahusha? How are we going to honor Yahusha? Well, this is why part of the celebration and commemoration of the Passover is there will be preaching of the Word of God, Him singing. To praise Yahusha and Yahuwah. Why? So that we will remember. What Yahusha did. Because remember. What we're going to do is not just casual dining. This is not casual dining. This is a sacred commemoration. Why do we say commemoration? Because we will remember. The suffering. And the death of. Yahusha. And so we need to present we need to remind ourselves right of why we're doing this and this involves the preaching of the word of God we need to go over what Yahusha went through its purpose and meaning because it's part of the ceremony of Yahusha's Passover we cannot dismiss this and say well Yahusha did not preach the word of God he did (laughs) preach the word of God right and so this is part of Yahusha's Passover. Why else do we believe that part of celebrating Yahushua's Passover is to preach the word of God? If you notice what Yahushua said, this cup is God's new covenant. And so one of the reasons why we celebrate and partake of the Lord's Supper, Yahushua's Passover, is so that we can commemorate this new covenant. Do you know what the people of Israel did when they commemorated the new covenant. If we go back to Exodus uh, 24, seven to eight, then he took the book of the covenant in which Yahuwah's commands were written and read it aloud to the people. They said, we will obey Yahuwah and do everything that he has commanded. And Moses took the blood and the bowls and threw it on the people. He said, this is the blood that seals the covenant which Yahuwah made with you when he gave all these commands. So that was the old covenant. Right. And Yahushua said, this cup contains my blood, which seals the new covenant. Back then on Sinai, when Moses uh, sprinkled them with blood, he says, this is the covenant that Yahuwah God has made with you. You notice how the covenant was made. The Bible says there was a reading of the book of covenant. Moses read it aloud to the What do you call that when you read aloud to the people? Preaching or proclaiming the word of God. This is why when they celebrate the Passover, okay, the Passover, when they celebrate this special festival during the days of the Old Testament, what was an important part of it? Let's read Exodus 13, 8 to 10. On the seventh day, you must explain to your children, I am celebrating what Yahuwah did for me when I left Egypt. This annual festival will be a visible sign to you like a mark branded on your hand and on, or your forehead. Let it remind you always to recite this teaching of Yahuwah. With a strong hand, Yahuwah rescued you from Egypt. So observe the decree of this festival at the appointed time each year. Why was it important back then to always recite To always to to preach the teachings of Yahuwah God whenever they would have this celebration so that the children will know what it's all about. When we celebrate Yahushua's Passover, what do we also need to do? Well, if back then it was the word of God was preached, the history was preached so that people will understand and be reminded or remember why we're doing this during our time. We need to do the same thing, right? Especially our children, they need to know what Yahusha went through, the purpose of Yahusha's Passover. This is why there must be a proclaiming of the word of God to teach us about this new covenant that Yahusha has made with his blood. And what is an important aspect of proclaiming um, this message, the words of God concerning Yahusha's covenant with us through his blood. Corinthians 11, 25 to 26, in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup and said, this cup is God's new covenant, sealed with my blood. Whenever you drink it, do so in memory of me. This means that every, every time you eat this bread and drink from this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So when we partake of the supper, when we eat the bread and drink from the cup, we must proclaim what? yahusha's death this is why before we partake of our share of the supper we preach the word of god so that the brethren remember yahusha because yahusha says do this in remembrance of me if we will not go through the preaching part then how can we say we're doing this in his memory and so part of doing that to be able to satisfy that is that we preach And proclaim the purpose of Yahusha's death and suffering. So there's a preaching in our Passover. What else are we going to include? Let's read Mark again, 14, 22, 26. As they were eating, Yahusha took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, Take it from this, uh, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice for many. I tell you the truth. I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new in the kingdom of heaven. Then what did they do? They sang a hymn and went out of the Mount of Olives. And so when we partake of the Holy Supper or the Lord's Supper or Yahushua's Passover, what do we also include? What is it? Him singing, singing of hymns. Why is this important? It's what they did during the time of the apostles. And so it's also what we need to do. Why else should we? Why else is it but appropriate that we sing hymns to praise Yahuwah and to praise Yahusha as we partake of Yahusha's Passover? Colossians 3 and the verses 16. Christ's message in all its richness must live in your hearts. Teach and instruct one another with all wisdom. Sing songs, hymns, and sacred songs. Sing to God with thanksgiving in your hearts. Why else is it appropriate that we include Him singing as we commemorate and celebrate Yahushua's Passover? The Bible says Christ's message, which is very rich, it should live in your hearts when we preached. We wanted to bring the message of Yahusha in the minds of everyone partaking of it, right? Because we need to remember Yahusha. But it's not enough that we simply just remember Yahusha. We need to give him proper honor by allowing the message of Yahusha to live where? Not just in our minds, but also in our hearts. To do this, what do we need to also do? Sing psalms, hymns, and sacred songs. Isn't it true that when we sing hymns, we open up the heart, right? This is why it's so beautiful to sing hymns during worship, because it's an opportunity to open our heart. And when we partake of Yahushua's Passover, during that service, we also sing hymns to prepare our hearts, so that when we partake of the Holy Supper or Yahushua's Passover, not only do we remember his death in our minds, also in our hearts, right? In so doing, we give proper honor to Yahusha. This is why when we partake of Yahusha's Passover, it will not be simply casual dining. Did you get that? It's not a casual ceremony. Brethren, you have to understand, the Yahusha's Passover will commemorate the greatest event in the history of mankind, right? And we're just going to simply partake of it without any remembering, without any hymn singing, without any proclamation of the word of God, we're dishonoring that Yahushua's Passover. I mean, when people celebrate to honor other people, for example, when they honor whoever an important, dignitary, right? It's pretty grand. And then we're going to celebrate and commemorate Yahushua's Passover. Just casual dining. We are belittling the importance of what Yahushua did. We must never do that. Why? Why is it so crucial that when we partake of Yahushua's Passover, we do so with utmost preparation, including the singing of hymns from our hearts and also the proclaiming of the message of Yahushua? Let's read Corinthians eleven twenty-seven. 27. It follows that if one of you eats the Lord's bread or drinks from his cup in a way that dishonors him, you are guilty of sin against the Lord's body and blood according to scriptures why is it absolutely important for us to preach the word of God to sing hymns because when we partake of our share of the bread and of the cup we must do so in a way that honors him not in a way that dishonors him right if we're just going to have casual dining And we're not preparing ourselves. We're not proclaiming the word of God. We're not singing hymns that honor him. Isn't that what preaching the word of God does? Right? When we're preaching the word of God, what are we preaching about? Aren't we not preaching about Yahushua? Aren't we not bringing to our remembrance what he sacrificed and his death? When we sing the hymns, are we not honoring Yahushua? This is what we need to do because we are commemorating the greatest event in the history of mankind. And so we need to do that. It's but right that we follow that. It would be a sin not to do that, right? Because it would be to dishonor him. Who also dishonors Yahushua when they partake of the, the Passover. When they do so without examining their themselves, right? Because when they fail to examine themselves and they take seriously the meaning of his death and suffering, then we are also dishonoring Yahusha. And so what is Apostle Paul's instruction? How also do we end up, because we're going to have our Passover in a few days, in a few weeks, two weeks, I guess. Yeah. So in just a couple of weeks, perhaps in March 27, we're going to partake of Yahusha's Passover. We want to honor him. So we're preparing the hymns. We're preparing the message. But brethren, there's also something you have to do too. Because if we will partake of Yahushua's Passover, and we will be guilty of this, then we are dishonoring Yahushua. What is that? This is what Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 17: 11, 17, and 20, 22. But in the following instructions, I cannot praise you. For it sounds as if more harm than good is done when you meet together. First, I hear that there are divisions among you when you meet as a church, and to some extent, I believe it. But, of course, there must be divisions among you so that you may have God's approval will be recognized when you meet together. You are not really interested in the Lord's Supper. For some of you are hurried to eat your own meal without sharing with others. As a result, uh, some go hungry while others get drunk. What? Don't you have your own homes for eating and drinking? Or do you really want to disgrace God's church and shame the poor? What am I supposed to say? Do you want me to praise you? Well, I certainly will not praise you for this. And so what must we be careful of as we partake of Yahusha's Passover? This is coming March 27. Brethren, let us make sure there's no divisions among us. Back then, Apostle Paul criticized the Corinthian assembly. Why? Because there were divisions there. Do you know what the divisions were about? There was a division created among the poor and the rich. So the rich members, they did not like hanging out with the poor members. And so there was a division. There was no fellowship in their fellowship meals, which would defeat the purpose. And so, brethren, when we bring ourselves before the table of Yahusha to partake of Yahusha's meal, brethren, let's make sure that we eradicate the division. If there are divisions amongst us, let us remove them before we partake of Yahushua's Passover. We need to be completely united because that is the reason why we shall partake from one loaf and drink from one cup in each of the designated areas or places we will participate in. And so brethren, let us show that unity, not just by partaking of the bread and the cup, but by our interactions and our behaviors towards one another. We don't want to bring dishonor because if we are renewing our life if we are singing the hymns and listening to the the sermon yet we have divisions amongst us we have disagreements and all that we dishonor we dishonor Yahusha we don't want to do that we want to honor Yahusha with our hymn singing we want to honor Yahusha with the message that we receive we want to honor Yahusha in our behavior towards each other as well because that is important to Yahushua HaMashiach. If we will be lax, if we will not prepare fully for part, before partaking of Yahusha's Passover, what is the warning of Apostle Paul? That is why many of you are sick and weak, and several have died. If we would examine ourselves first, we would not come under God's judgment, but we are judged and punished by the Lord so that we shall not be condemned together with the world. And so, What is the warning of Apostle Paul? If we will partake of Yahushua's Passover in a way that dishonors our king, we could suffer the wrath or judgment of God. Some get sick and weak. Some have died. And so brethren, let us take seriously the preparation. Let us examine ourselves so that we can renew our life. That's an important part. But another important part is what Apostle Paul in his final admonition said, so then my friends, when you gather together to eat the Lord's Supper, wait for one another. And if any of you are hungry, you should eat at home so that you will not come under God's judgment as you meet together. As for the other matters, I will settle them when I come. And so when we partake of Yahushua's Passover, let us make sure that our fellowship is right in terms of the context of, Those times during the days of the Corinthian brethren, they were not getting along, which was evident in their fellowship meals. Although we will not have a quote-unquote fellowship meal at this time because of COVID, but brethren, the fellowship must be fixed. The Bible says, wait for one another. What's the equivalent of that? Let us submit to one another. Forgive one another. Live at peace with one another. Live in harmony with one another so that we can honor Yahusha HaMashiach as we partake of our share. And that's what we want to do. And so between now and the day we partake, let us do our best brethren to make peace with all men so that we will have no gnawing judgment in our conscience that may derail us in our preparation in partaking of Yahusha's Passover. Now, perhaps the question that people are asking is this, Right. Can we do this online? Can we partake of Yahushua's Passover online? Well, obviously, I cannot bring you your share online. This is why we prepare our own bread and our own drink. Well, how about it being blessed? Can it be blessed online? What do you think? Yeah. Well, let's find the answer. Matthew 8, 5 to 7. When Yahushua returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him. Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Yahusha said, I will come and heal him. So here was a Roman officer, a centurion, went to Yahusha and pleaded to him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. What was the request of the Roman officer? To heal him, that Yahusha will heal him, right? And so Yahusha, what did he say to this Roman officer? He said, I will come and heal him. And so Yahushua presents himself. I'm going to go to your house. And I'm going to be there in pre- present with the, your servant and heal him with my hands. And so what was the response of the Roman officer? Eight to nine. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just. Say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I'm under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go, or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. So, what was the response of the Roman officer? When Yehusha told him, I'm gonna to go to your house and heal your servant. The officer, being humble, said, Lord, I'm not worthy to come in, I'm not worthy to have you come into my home. And then something beautiful that he said. What did he say? Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. You see, for a lot of people. They need to have that physical connection, right? That physical contact. Their faith is based on what they can see. But for this Roman officer, he told Yahusha, Lord, you don't need to go to my house. Just say the word, and that's enough. What did Yahusha say? Did Yahusha say to the Roman officer, oh, I have to be physically present. For that, for your servant to be blessed, there has to be a physical presence. Is that what Yahusha said? Let's read 8 to 10. When Yehusha heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. What did Yehusha say? To that Roman officer who said to him, just say the word, and that's enough. You don't need to be physically present. Yahusha was amazed. Why? Because of his faith. What made his faith amazing? His faith knew no boundaries. For those who think they need to be physically present to participate in a way that pleases Yahuwah and Yahusha, they're discounting the value of faith. Because with true faith, with amazing faith, brethren, distance does not matter, right? With true faith, there are no walls, as they say. With true faith, time and space does not become a boundary. And this is why when we partake of Yahusha's Passover together, even though we're set apart by distance, the blessing that Yahuwah God pours out is not going to come from me. <laughs> right? It's going to come from who? From heaven. From Yahusha. Is he in heaven? Yeah. When he speaks from heaven, when he blesses from heaven, do we have to be physically together? No, we can be together in spirit. This is why when we will gather together for our Passover with Yahusha, who's the most important part? Is it the minister? <laughs> do you have to be in that place where the minister is at? Because he's the most important part of all this? No. Who's the most important? Let's read a final passage in Matthew 18, 19 and 20. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. And so we can be in different places. But if we gather in his name, right, he will be in our midst. Who is most important in our gathering? Yahusha. Yahusha may be in heaven. We may be on earth. But to Yahusha, distance is nothing. (laughs) Physical place is nothing. This is why all of us have agreed to do this. To partake of this Yahusha's Passover. Together. To show our unity and our loyalty to Yahusha HaMashiach. The most important part is when Yahusha will be with us. And according to his promise, he assures us when we come together in his name, Yahushua, he will be in our midst. We will feel his presence. And he will be the head of the household of the assembly as we partake of this Passover meal with Yahushua. To remember his death and suffering. Brethren, let us prepare ourselves. As early as now, let us prepare ourselves, examine ourselves, prepare the bread, prepare the cup and everything. Because we want to honor Yahusha, our King, on that day. That Yahuwah may be pleased with us as well. Let us stand, brethren, and we shall pray. Everlasting Father. Yes. Almighty God, Yahuwah. Amen. Thank you, first of all, for sending your only begotten Son. Amen as an expression of your love yes. so that we might obtain redemption, forgiveness Amen. of sins to become your adopted sons and daughters. Amen. Father, there's only one explanation for why you did this. Yes. You did not have to do it. You chose to do it yes. because of your love for each and every one of us. Amen. And so we cannot possibly measure the depth, the height, the width of your love Yes, it is beyond our ability to comprehend, but yes, we, Lord. we can enjoy, we can appreciate, yes, we Lord. can be in the midst of your precious love. Amen. Father, thank you for giving us your son. Yes. Yes, thank Lord. you. We have the opportunity to fellowship with you through him. Yes. Thank you for making us a part. Of your household, Amen. Yahushua. We will remember your death and suffering. Yes, Lord. help us to be able to understand the best that we can. Yes, the purpose and meaning of what you did. Yes, we are doing our best to try and become like you. Yes, Lord. help us, help us every day to grow spiritually, yes. to grow in our faith. Yes. We will partake. Of your meal, of yes. your supper, to remember what you have done. Yes. We will do so. In assembling together from different parts of the world. Yes. Please, yes. loving Yahusha, manifest yourself, for yes. we gather in your precious name. Yes. Make yourself be felt in the hearts, deep in the hearts of your people. Amen. And strengthen our faith. us of our sicknesses. Yes. Give us courage to go on. Help us in our preparation. Yes. To examine yes. ourselves. Help us to love one another. Yes. To forgive. To be able to live with humility. Yes. To live in peace and harmony with one another. Because this truly honors you. This is what you want to see from yes. your followers. That we are living in peace, living with love for each other. May it be so, so that when we partake of your supper, you will be pleased with each and every one of us. Oh, Father, please continue to watch over our ways. Keep us safe at all times. Yes, Lord. Keep us safe and protect us from all diseases, from all accidents, and from all wickedness. Thank you for listening to our prayers, Father. Father. We ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior. Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen. Amen.